I think that for a lot of those people who study the Bible, the book of Romans is a favorite. It is a book that has gripped and challenged the minds and faith of many. It is the basis for much of our theology, and it has been the catalyst for great revivals and reformations. I've had the privilege of studying and teaching through the book of Romans numerous times, both within church and classroom settings. I wouldn't call myself an expert on the book, but I've certainly spent quite a bit of time thinking, writing, studying, and speaking through this text. The book of Romans is what I would call a doctrinal primer for discipleship. It is a teaching text for developing faithful, obedient followers of Jesus. It outlines what we should believe in chapters 1 through 8 and how to live as followers of Jesus, among other followers of Jesus, from other places and backgrounds in chapters 9 through 15. The author of Romans, the Apostle Paul, also wrote in the New Testament book of Ephesians about creating a united people in Christ through the gospel. The church is called the body of Christ, and within the body of Christ, those of differing ethnicities, Jews and Gentiles, and those of differing socioeconomic classes during Paul's day, those who were slaves and those who are free, they're brought together. The church it obviously crosses national and language barriers. The book of Colossians talks about Christians from barbarian and Scythian descent, so speaking different languages. People from everywhere are brought together as a new people within the church. And the book of Romans is, in many respects, the manual for how that is accomplished. We are united as one people in Christ through the gospel, and we are called to work, to endeavor to maintain unity by loving one another and bearing with one another in their weaknesses. Romans gives us good instruction on how this joining together is accomplished and then how we maintain it. But that raises the question, is there ever a time to cut ties? As the Apostle Paul closes his letter to the Romans in chapter 16, he says to the people that he's writing to there, Now I urge you, brethren, to note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. That seems almost contrary to the love one another teaching that you may be accustomed to from the scriptures, but it is biblical and it is important. The word avoid there, it could be translated shun. I was shunned from the age of four until my sixth birthday. It's an Amish technique. It's like slapping someone with silence. I'm temporarily lifting the shun. Shunning resumed. Unshun. Reshun. How's that loving? It doesn't seem like it is. It might feel unloving to you, but it is solid wisdom. Note those that are divisive, seditious, those people who want to divide people into factions, small arguing and bickering little groups. Such behavior is connected with what Paul identifies as the works of the flesh in chapter 5 of his letter to the church at Galatia. These are the kind of people that you and I should look out for. Divisive, offensive, seditious people. And then we are told that we should avoid them. No, you don't have to shun them immediately, but in another place, Paul says that we should reject a divisive person after the first and second admonition. 
knowing that such a person is corrupt or maybe corrupting. And they are what the Bible says is sinful and they are self-condemning. Kind of heavy words. Avoid divisive, offensive, seditious people once you've warned them and they've not regarded the warning. Why do this? Because this kind of person causes disruption and division, and they hinder the work that God desires to accomplish through his people, through his church. The work of a divisive person runs completely contrary to one of the works that God is doing through his church. Through his church, God is seeking to unite once divided people and to make them one in Christ. Now, even if you're not a Christian, this is a good tip. You don't need to remain with or near toxic people. Some people's caustic attitudes are dangerous and will not ultimately benefit you. There are groups within our communities and country right now that are caustic. They are causing division. And somehow they seem to think that what they are doing is a good thing. And I say, avoid such people. The Bible says, avoid such people. They will not be helpful in your life. So how do you identify a caustic, divisive person? Well, one of the identifying marks or characteristics is that this is the kind of person that says things like, did you hear what so-and-so said? Or did you see who so-and-so was with? They are busybodies in other people's affairs, and we often see them stirring up trouble between people. So note such people and avoid them. I promise you, you'll be happy that you did. Something to think about. We'll see you next time.